Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the Workshop Whisperer podcast as featured by Apple. Thanks to Platinum sponsor, Podium, Titanium sponsor, Mechanic Desk, and Gold sponsor, Safety Stop with Rachel Sheldrick, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Whispering Loudly is the Workshop Whisperer podcast with Rachel from the Workshop Whisperer. If you want to find out more about what other auto repair shop owners are up to, you should go to Facebook and join your profitable auto repair Facebook group. You do have to be a workshop owner to get in. Is that right, Rachel? That's right. Yes. There are a number of groups out there that uh, have just technicians and some that have technicians and and owners, but we dedicate this one to owners so that they've got a place to talk and uh, get support that they need as the owner. Yeah. Okay, cool. And it's free to join, isn't it, of course? Absolutely. Yeah. So get on board, jump in and talk to other business owners now about what they're up to and what you could be doing better. Learn tips and strategies from the comfort of your lounge room to make your auto repair shop hum in Workshop Whispers. Yes, we're super excited to be answering your questions today in Workshop Whispers and Josh from Hobart in Tassie has just come out of his apprenticeship. Well done. He's 21 and he's interested in starting his own auto repair shop, Rachel. He asked, should I work for someone else for a while longer or do you think I should just jump in and start my own shop? Well, Josh, congratulations. Such an achievement. Like four years is you know, hard slog. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, these days you can do it a little faster. And as to your question, Josh, the thing that I know about an apprenticeship is that you don't get any business training. So you have been skilled for the last four years in how to, you know, the ins and outs of how to repair. How to be a great technician. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But what's missing is your financial literacy and your knowledge of the operating side of a business. And I do think that you should get some experience working for somebody else because it'll teach you a couple of things and it may teach you how not to run a business or you may land a great employer who will show you how to run a business. But you should make it known to your employer that, you know, it is your goal one day to have your own business and you'd love to learn. Does that work out okay, Rachel? Do people do that often? Be upfront and honest like that, say one day Uh, one main shop? No, not always. And as a result, workshop owners have a fear of putting too much training into someone because they might leave. And, you know, we've got to train our, our technicians and the people that work for us like one day they will leave but train them so well and have such an amazing work environment that they won't want to leave, right? <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, so sure. we'll quite credit our friend Richard Branson with that concept. I'm pretty sure there's a great quote around somewhere about that. Yeah, that's very cool. But, you know, be upfront because, you know, certainly with all of the uh, shop owners that we work with, we help them create a learning and leadership pathway inside of their businesses. Just like if you worked in a corporate organisation, you know, there's usually a a ladder of progression. In a good one. In a good one, (laughs) yes. Yes. And, you know, we believe that we're as professional as any other organisation out there and we help our, our clients put these features into their business so that when somebody comes in and you're sitting down having a feedback forum with them, which some of you out there might know as a performance review, you are asking them what their goals are. Where do they want to be in five years' time? Now, your employee should feel comfortable enough to be able to say, I, I would really love to own my shop one day. 
So you can say to them, well, what steps do you think that you'd need to take? Knowing yourself that they need to have financial literacy, they need to understand how to read reports and they need to understand their margins and their productivity and their efficiency. And that doesn't mean that just because somebody has that aspiration that you should uh, withhold what you know from them Mm. because you want to be free from your business one day and the only way to do that is to grow leaders inside your business. So you need to grow them with the skills that they will need to run your shop. And one day if you train somebody up so well that they go off and start their own shop and they go on to be successful and profitable, that's an amazing thing to have been to have given somebody that leg up. Yeah, 100%. And it's so good that Josh is aspirational because as an employer, that's a big tick for you. Uh, totally. The fact that you want to do something. He's eager. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but Josh, you know, just to come back to the heart of your question, I think it's really important that you get experience working as a tradesman in somebody else's business. And maybe you do that for, you know, up to five years. On the side, get yourself some business training. So, you know, jump onto our website, download our ebook, uh, Turbocharge, which gives you the foundations of what you need to have in place and will set you off on a little journey of the, some of the skills that you need to amass if you're going to become a successful workshop owner. Rachel, just out of interest, what's the general age when people go out on their own and start their own workshop or buy one? Is there or it's not really? I think it starts to sort of happen in the late 20s. They start to get that inkling that, oh, hey, I could be doing this for myself. And definitely sometime in their early 30s, I think most people start to, will have started to make the transition by then. Haven't come across too many that are doing it for the first time in their in their 40s, really. If you're doing a, a buying a business in your 40s, it's normally not the first one. So yep. definitely something that they start to think about you know, once they're a few years in. But remember, you did four years to become a qualified technician and learning how to run the business is a career-long thing. You're never going to uh, stop learning should you, you know, actively go down that path. So it's not a six-month thing. It's not doing a certificate three in business at TAFE and that's it. No way in the world. They don't teach you at TAFE the things that you need to learn about reading your reports and and your margins and things like that. So, you know, the second you know that you are going into business and you've got starting to get things sorted, then I I suggest that you access whatever level of coaching you can at that stage, even if it's just buying the resources like the books or the e-books or some online programs, and then work your way up into working in an industry specific coaching program and you know you give yourself the best chance of success and josh at 21 you're certainly ahead of the game you've got heaps of time to do all that stuff so congratulations when you do get your auto repair shop of your dreams <laughs> jody is from glenelg in adelaide and her and her husband gary have just purchased an auto repair shop it has a reasonable reputation and a steady client base but the branding and website is woeful they have said there is so much other stuff to do and they're wondering is it really important that their website and branding is fixed asap or can they wait a little while rachel great question this is uh, something i encountered when when we took over the last workshop that i had 
we know how important brand is. Yes. We've had our our friends from Design Bug actually come on the yeah, podcast in a, in a previous episode. Yep. Especially these days as well. People are really clued into that sort of stuff. And if <laughs> your brand looks off, I think it's a bad indicator for yeah, people generally. That's right. But the first thing uh, for you to do, Jody, is let it be known that the business is under uh, new management. So invest a few hundred dollars in plastering some giant sign. <laughs> Everyone does it. Yep. Yeah. Under new management because if you know when somebody lets their brand run down and lets their website run down or never gets a good one in the first place it's kind of an indication of what the business is like as well so you know maybe you bought this business for a song and maybe some people that were customers had a bad experience and they've gone away so that's the first thing that we want to do is let it be known that there's new owners and yes I would actually invest some dollars in rebranding and freshening up because that will also be an indication for everyone driving past anyone that lands on the Facebook page or the website that something new is going on here. So you do it ASAP? Absolutely I wouldn't wait but please, you know, go back and, and look through the previous episodes of the podcast to listen to the where we had the branding experts in from Design Bug because they give you a list of, you know, the five mistakes that auto repair shop owners make oh. when they go to do a rebrand. Yeah, right. So it's really important. It's it's not something you want to do on the cheap because you'll get a cheap result like I did. We had an <laughs> Appalling logo the first time we had it done. Rachel. Yes. <laughs> You're admitting these things. Yeah. Well, this is how I know how to yeah. coach from experience. This right? is how people grow, right? That, yep. That's absolutely mm. right. So there's a couple of key things that you can do to make sure that the money that you invest there, because, you know, brand is an investment, especially if you get it right, you know, it just pays off time and time again. And especially when you go to sell, if you go to sell ever. That's right. You know, you want brand assets to sell as well. So, you know, there can be a lot of equity in your brand, uh, reputation attached to your brand. And it's not just about logo, obviously. We talk about that often as well. But having those things look right, you know, once you've got a great logo and you can spread that theme out across your business, you can ask your oil supplier, for instance, to help you with new signage and, you know, uniforms. And, you know, everything can look great if you get your brand right. Awesome. Thank you so much for your advice today. If you want to reach out, it's admin at workshop shopwhisperer.com.au and please screenshot this episode, place it on your Facebook stories or your Instagram stories, tag us, then we'll tag you back to give your auto repair shop a little bit of visibility and say thank you for listening to the podcast. Have a great day. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Whispering Loudly, the Workshop Whisperer podcast as featured by Apple. Thanks to Platinum Sponsor Podium, Titanium Sponsor Mechanic Desk, And gold sponsor, Safety Stop with Rachel Sheldrick, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket.